welcome to Secure Podcast. I hope you can all feel my soul radiating through these frequencies. See you all on the other side. I had no background in manufacturing, in cosmetics. I had no idea how to run a business like this. It just came to my lap, but I took the opportunity and ran with it. Orit Cohen, the creator and host of Amigas in Business. And you're going to get to hear a little bit about the essence of her podcast, her experience as an entrepreneur, and how both of those have really shaped who she is today. One of the pieces that I enjoy the most about her podcast is that she spotlights immigrants and is really out to redefine and destigmatize what we think about or what we've been programmed to think about when we hear the word. We don't talk too much about it on this episode, but if you have the opportunity to listen to her podcast, you'll see what I'm talking about. She's really highlighting mujeres in business as entrepreneurs and as immigrants and highlighting the fact that we bring so much more than what the stigma definition of immigrants says we do to this country or to whatever country it is that we are in as immigrants, quote unquote. So I think that's a huge part. It's really important to me to have someone who is doing this, to have someone who is putting in the work to redefine what immigrants are and what value we bring to the country in which we inhabit. Because I myself am an immigrant. I came here at a very young age from El Salvador and I grew up here, but I still hold really strong ties to my culture. So it is very important to me to have space held and created for other women like me from that Rit also talks about her experience as an entrepreneur and wanting to have it all as a mother a businesswoman a wife you know an individual and how that led her into this experience in alignment with what was really important in her life and I think that that is such an important piece that we need to walk away with we're all striving for more we all want to have it all and we forget that we also need to take care of what we already have, who we already are, and take care of ourselves so that we can continue to build upon that. Here is Orit, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to this episode. Thank you for inviting me to Secure Podcast, Jackie. Um, it was an honor meeting you at my podcast. Amigas in Business, and I learned so much about you, what you're doing for our community. You got me also inspired listening to Secure Podcast because you have like a space where people are able to share. When I heard your podcast, I remember I was reminded so much about my downturn. One of one of them because we have many. Life is not a flatliner, definitely for anyone you see out there that's happy and it's um, successful and ha has it all, it, I, I bet you they're not telling you when they had a very low time or when if they're going through it right now because you never know unless you speak and you connect to people. And I thought, well, what a courageous thing to do is to bring people and share when they have dark moments in their life because um, we all have those and the thing is it's most 
common to all of us not to share when we're in that space. And if we share, we not only empower ourselves, but we find the help we need in others. I think what you're doing is so, so key to encouraging women to get them out of you know darkness and and see the light exactly. at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. So in that in that sense, I'm here to share how I got to where I am today, which is a pretty good place in my life where I'm doing something that for me uh, brings purpose to my everyday life. Um, as you know, I have a podcast myself. It's called Amigas in Business, and um, it was not um, easy to get where I'm where. I am today. It's not easy to continue to do so either. I'm learning. Um, I'm frightened by everything I don't know about this space, podcasting space, and um, I want to do my best in order um, to feel fulfilled. So backtracking a little bit, I'm an architect by profession. Venezuela, I'm born and raised in Venezuela. I started practicing architecture a little bit back in New York and I was miserable. I was so lost. I, I would um, cry every day. I would be enclosed in, a, in an office space and I would not find what is it that I wanted to do. And then my husband said, you know what? You love people, you love entertaining people. You love performing, dancing, that's your thing. I see you brighten up when you do that, so why don't you study acting in the meantime? So that's what I did. Back in New York, I did um, uh, one year at the New York Film Academy. I did many other things in, in, in the acting space. I, I auditioned, I went, um, I had a coach for theater. I loved it, I loved it. I was, uh, I was delighted with it. The only trouble, the only problem, or, or the only issue I had is that I didn't feel productive because I wasn't making money. And that's, that's one thing that nowadays, more than ever, women need as well. We, we definitely want, m many of us, not all of us, we want the family, we want the kids, but we want it all. We also want to be independent. We don't want to depend on one breadwinner, which is, our, in, in my case, my husband at the time. Um, still is but um, the, the thing is we we also want to feel productive and um, fast forward we moved to LA I was acting back then I did it for a while and then obviously I took the I decided to quit because I wanted to have my kids I was 33 already and I, I thought my time was running and I, I definitely wanna wanted kids in my life that was one big part of my happiness. And I went for it. And I, obviously I got very busy and occupied being a mom, raising my children. I want to be there for them. They were going to learn English outside. So I dedicated myself to make sure my kids would know who we are and, and they, they, would, they would have my roots, my, my spirit. Thank God I have three wonderful kids that are fluent in Spanish and I'm very proud of them for doing so. Not only they speak Spanish, but they read and they write in Spanish. And that was all because I meant it to be like that. And obviously I had support with my husband on doing so. And that's one big part of my life that I did accomplish. And all, all of a sudden my kids are very independent. They're going to school. And obviously during that period of time I did 
things um, as an entrepreneur with my husband, which is what we figure I could be doing in the meantime. And um, we had a couple of businesses through those years, um, many, many that succeeded, many that did not, um, and we had to close them up. But I did learn through the way so many things about entrepreneurship. And, and the thing I, I love the most is the independence that it gives you. As a woman, to be able to be an, an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, in, I mean successful by being able to manage your own time and get income, right? It's, for me, it was happiness. For me, it still is because I want to be there for my kids. I want to I wanna make my own hours. I want to be able to go and pick them up from school, take them to soccer play. Um, I, wanna, I don't care about um, sleeping less hours and working at night times or working during the time they're, they're at school. But I do want to bring in my experiences um, being an entrepreneur because you also may lose your balance and that's that's how I got to my podcast because I did uh, lose the balance in that process and I think it's very easy as a woman nowadays that we're you know we're 24 7 we are working all the time and we want to get everything ready the prep the food get the kids um, doing their homework everything we want everything to work right and it's very easy to lose balance so my, the business I worked uh, on, my, my baby, my, my, I, would, I would call it my first baby because I was pregnant with my twin girls. My husband had manufacturing facility in Venezuela with his dad and he, he, he was familiar with the process of manufacturing a cosmetic. Although he didn't have the time or the, or, or the ability to, come, to make a business and and be able to sustain our family with that so what we did um, basically was take that idea and make it in you know research our way that's where I come in as an entrepreneur and I love the fact that the, that the opportunity came to me instead of me looking for an opportunity it just landed in my lap and I was pregnant at a time with my twin girls and I took the opportunity and ran with it. Although I had no background in whatsoever in manufacturing or um, cosmetics, labeling, components, which is what they the, the right term for, for the bottles and the caps and all the parts that you need. But it was an opportunity that it was thrilling to me because there, there I was with something I could do from home and be able to fulfill my dream of being a, a mom um, involved in their kids' life and also uh, create an income for ourselves and be productive as a woman, which was something I was looking for, longing for a long time ever since I moved to the States. So fast forward eight years later where I learned my way. It, was, it wasn't easy. It was not um, handed to me. I did not learn it from, from a YouTube video. I just uh, had to learn my way in everything, in, in procedures, in operations, uh, warehousing, uh, the different systems to track um, inventory and uh, how to plan your production 
how to not produce a lot so you're, you don't run out of money. Sales, because sometimes we were selling to distributors. To, we had different, different vendors, different venues, and sometimes we were sell to distributors and distributors would take product we gave them to sell. So it, it was a lot of learning. Um, we lost, we lost um, in the beginning um, a lot of investment but we kept at it and um, it was scary at times, very scary to me, especially when, when I was doing everything I, and I had no uh, background in it. I had no title for it. Like I didn't um, had any hat that would support me in my head that I could do this job. But at the same time, I had no chance to, to think about it because I wanted to be productive and I wanted to manage my own time. And this product was selling. From day one, the product was selling. It's called Magic Gel and we started it in, uh, selling in, in. From our website, we then expanded to, to Amazon. And then I started my way uh, in the um, trade shows. I did a couple of national ones, and then from the national ones, I, I learned so much. I cannot say uh, there, I had a dull moment in my life, and I was happy. I was, I was fulfilling some part of me that needed to be productive and creative, and I was talking to people for most of the time. Uh, I did not dedicate it to sales per se. I was more talking to people, to distributors, making connections, learning from them. Um, I, I guess I'm a people's person and that's where I, I was, I, I find the joy in my business where I'm connecting with people, with the manufacturing facilities and, and obviously because of my background, I connected with the Hispanic community within mm -hmm. the, the the vendors and the within the distributors and within the manufacturing facilities that I interview in order to manufacture for me, and that was a big thing in my life. Like I I I, ha I remember moments of joy when I was connecting with these people and learning what they are, who they are, how they became to be the people they are. So I guess that back then we could say. I also thought about recording all this um, sort of interviews with people I met because I found so interesting how we as immigrants come to the States and make our way up the ladder, whether it is in a corporate world or, or, an, uh, or being an entrepreneur with our own businesses. We make our space and, and we, are, we are here to, to collaborate. To, uh, to expand, to move the economy forward. We're not here only to take jobs away from American people, we're also adding to the economy. And um, it's, it's very interesting how when you hear about the word immigrant, all you, you know, it's, it has like a negative connotation to it. There's so many sides to immigration and there are so many types of immigrants and the immigrants I know even even though even though they they long for what they left behind 
because you know I'm a Venezuelan at heart and I am an American right now I, like I am an American person I I I am thankful to be in this in this country I am thankful for the opportunities it has brought me I don't think I I could have done what I what I've done here what I accomplished here as an entrepreneur back in my country the way it is right now and I did try in my country before I left I, we had a company my husband and I I'm very grateful to America. It has given me so many opportunities that I try having back in my country and I couldn't have, which is mobility and um, the ability to own my own business. And, and I am proudly a business owner, a mom and a wife. And it is th thanks to being here in the USA that I did it. I was very fulfilled with my life, with my business, with my magic gel. Um, growing so fast that I took, I took um, my life took a, a bad turn in the personal side. I I lost track of what was important for me in the beginning. What made me actually um, focus on being an entrepreneur and doing what I was doing, all of a sudden became the priority. So if I had a trade show, I went. My kids would. Take, you know, my, my husband would help me with the kids, obviously. My mom uh, would fly in from Venezuela and, and help me with the kids if I had a trade show and things like that. But, and I was driving my kids back and forth, uh, pick up and drop off, but I was miserable. I was stressed out. I was not there. My kids would show me, Mommy, look at what I draw to you. Look at the little picture. And I, I would like, you know, shut up, Maya, I can't talk to you right now. I have a vendor on the phone. Please, quiet, quiet, quiet. So I became this really irritable, irritable mama. Mm -hmm. Que my mom would call me out like, you know, hija, que estás haciendo? And your kids are going to grow and you're going to regret missing this because I know you and I know you want it to be a part of their life. So either hire somebody to do it full time, but assume, como que asume que no estás, no estás haciendo las dos cosas al mismo yeah. tiempo. There was that, and uh, obviously I went in and out of it. You know, my mother didn't know that this I had This is over to, eight years. This is over oh, this eight, is ten first. years. Yeah, okay. my company is, uh, uh, I've been running it for the last um, 10 years. Uh, we're in 2019, yeah, and I started the company back in 2009. Um, it was so. Yeah. When did you have that realization? Like, oh, I'm detaching so, from my my kids. And so I I I had many people from my close circle call me out on it. Like my husband said uh, many times, like, Ori, you have to, you know, just slow it down a little. You can't do this. I see you. You're not. You're not. You're not. You lost your happiness. You're, you're there, you're cooking, yeah, you're definitely there physically, but you're not there emotionally for us, and you, you're always taking calls, and obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, you know you make your own hours, so it's very hard to understand when to put a stop to the work phone calls. Have boundaries. Have boundaries, and say, hey, if I don't make this phone call today, I'll make it tomorrow, and it'll be just fine. 
the thing is, it really, I, I couldn't hear anybody around me. I had my own excuse. I have to make it for my kids. My mother doesn't understand because she grew up um, in Venezuela where, you know, uh, she got to a point where everything, you know, she's already retired. And um, she had so much help. She had her, her mother around her. She had family around. I'm alone here. So I started excusing myself for it like yeah of course I'm irritable because I'm doing everything myself I'm working I'm, I'm running a company I'm cooking I'm cleaning I'm bringing my kids I, I did have some some help uh, with cleaning the house and doing laundry and all that stuff but mainly it was me operating the, the home me taking care of the kids after school so one night I just uh, woke up in a very strong chest pain like literally like I, I felt I was having a heart attack I kept on telling my husband I'm fine I, like like through the I'm not stressing I'm telling you it's just you know it's life it's life I kept on saying to myself it's normal it's life it's the life of an entrepreneur mom I want it all so I I, I was paying the price so in my head I was gonna do it until I had, I don't know, one million dollars and then bring it down a notch or two. The thing is, before I hit the million dollar sales, uh, I got this chest pain in my in the middle of the night and I had to wake up my entire family because I don't have any support system around called my mama, la abuela, o alguien que se lleve a los niños. So I didn't have that. So Im imagine how bad it was, the pain, that I knew I had to wake up my entire family. You know, four four year old kid, eight year old uh, twins, and husband, and take me to the hospital, which is what they did. And they ran every single test on me. They they thought I had a clog. Um, they so they did MRIs, everything, everything. Um, the point is, they had to give me opioids in order to cope with the pain. And I sent my family home when it was six a.m. in the morning. We were there for hours. And I stayed there by, there by myself. And I cannot tell you if it was God, me, the experience, or everything together. It down on me. Because the doctor came in and said, Ori, I believe you. You're in such a pain. But you don't have a clock. And it's not a heart attack. Your heart's fine. We, did, we ran every single test. And I believe you, you're in pain. The only thing I think it is, it's a, it's a, it's a contraction of the muscles of the thoracic cavity. Um, and unless you've been exercising or doing some, I, I can only tell you it's stress. And I was shocked because I felt I wasn't stressing. Like I was doing, yeah, stress, but how, mm -hmm. how can stress cause so much pain, right? Anyway, I, I check out of the, um, of the hospital and for a week I remember not, not picking up phone calls, not taking off my pajamas, not changing, not, not, picking, not taking care of my kids, my husband, or me. I don't, I don't remember brushing my teeth. I just remember laying there in my couch depressed, mm -hmm. totally depressed and feeling this downness, this sensation of emptiness in my life. Uh, I think that stopped everything I was doing 
for a good reason and it got me thinking why do I feel so empty why I have so many things to be grateful for a beautiful family my kids health you know my husband yeah it's hard my business but I have so many things to be thankful for why do I feel like I don't care I just don't have the energy to go on and I I think I talked to a friend who's a doctor and she told me Orid, it's the opioids they're gonna round uh, you're gonna detoxify through the days drink a lot of water don't don't give it too much of a thought what you're feeling right now it's it's gonna wash away with time and it certainly did I I did feel a little bit more alive but I, I couldn't find meaning again in what I was doing. I couldn't pick up one phone call and, and manage one, one more sale or one more client, or I couldn't plan the next production run. I couldn't, I, I didn't feel joy in, in what I was doing. So I, I started going into this spiritual inner search of what brought me joy in the past. And um, it, it wasn't clear-cut. Now, maybe if, if I see it from, from this perspective, I can say, yeah, obviously, people, talking to people, connecting people, and um, being in that space of entrepreneurship and being inspired by the story of others and, and inspire others by my struggles were part of all that process in my, in my business. Through, with magic gel I learned that I that was what I enjoyed the most but it wasn't until one point I prayed I prayed so much in those days I cried I prayed I'm a very firm I'm, a, I'm Jewish by religion but more than more than my Judaism my faith in God and the process it's very strong it has been always with me I, I talk to God in a way I connect I cry out to God when I feel you know desperation and I think I think God has ways that we don't always understand but if we pay full attention to it um, he does respond mm -hmm. and the signs start coming to us and I I prayed so much Jackie I cannot even tell you I cried so much I even went to different you know, uh, spiritual uh, trips and stuff in order to one day get a friend coming. I invited her. She's a big podcaster. Um, her name is Kathy Heller. And um, she actually called me out on it and she said, you know what, you should have your own podcast. And obviously it was very scary for me at first, even though I, <laughs> I went, I have experience in the acting world and auditioning and and being out there, putting myself out there, podcasting, it's a whole different ballgame because this is you. This is me. This is not a character I'm playing. Acting is so easy in, in a way uh, for me when I compare that to, to doing this, the, talking about myself because talking about myself it feels so vulnerable. It feels so um, naked. I feel that everybody can see through me, through my fears, through who I really am, where I come from, my ups and downs in life. And 
in a way I was doing that anyway because that's how I connect with people I don't connect with people through only my highs obviously you know you I have friends and, and we talk a lot about good good things but I also connect with people with the deep deepness of, um, of life and that's where I, I, I figure the thrill the emotion the inspiration and the meaning in my life comes in so from that I started researching about how to do a podcast and I you know tippy toe into it I'm still learning my way I still get very nervous about interviewing somebody somebody very big like I did in Panama um, even even here speaking with you I got anxious about talking about myself if you if you see if you hear my podcast I start with interviews I, I have not got the courage to talk about myself yet until you ask me to come to your to your podcast and share at secure uh, I, I don't think I would have had the courage unless somebody asked to do this for other for the sake of helping other people and so that's my story and I think that what I want to convey is that everyone goes in life through ups and downs and it's on those downs that you really can find the key the key to your happiness the key to your success in my experience and uh, experience I have interviewing other people and even before my podcast Amigas in Business I was talking to so many people out there and I always found that the people who would share those dark moments of their lives they would share it because they learned from those mm -hmm. the most valuable things in their life that actually they got to use for whatever came later in their life and and I think it's um it's it's very calm it's it's a como se llama? silver lining mm -hmm. in this world we are all here to learn and be better people and if you are going through a tough time wow that's a great opportunity right there to find meaning back into your life to find the way into into your happiness to to guide yourself I did not stop uh, running my business but I did learn one thing Jackie those days that week I stopped and the and, and these weeks that I'm not putting as much effort and time into it I've been earning <laughs> the freaking same amount of money and and even more because the energy is different my energy shifted I'm not stressing about every month, um, ¿cómo se dice? Superar el, el, el sale, ¿cómo se llama? Las ventas del, Las mes, ventas pasado. del mes pasado. Like, I'm not focusing on that. That's not, esa no es mi meta anymore. Mi meta es vivir mi vida con meaning. Vivir mi vida y en el proceso poder ayudar a la gente que me rodea, a, sobre todo a la comunidad hispana que es con la que yo me conecto aquí en Estados Unidos y, y en lo que empecé a hacer mi podcast y empecé a, a dedicarle más tiempo de manera más balanceada en mi vida a las cosas que de verdad me traen felicidad empecé a, a seguir ganando más dinero a, a hacer más dinero 
y la verdad a vivir una vida mucho más balanceada y completa. And one of the things I had to do was right away I had to even though I had a hundred excuses why I didn't have one hour of every of my daily routine to for me to do pilates or a hike in el, uh, las escaleras of Culver City with a friend or whatever it is right now I'm obligated to do so me obligo a separar una hora para hacer ejercicio because you know what if you're not taking care of yourself you cannot take care of your family you cannot take care of your friends you cannot be somebody that can give if you don't take in there's nothing to give when you're em empty empty from energy empty for paciencia empty for uh, uh, compassion love you can't give when you're empty in order not to be empty you have to be able to have your thankful and the, and the way I learned I had to have my thankful at all times was taking care of me even though I thought in my head ah, eso suena muy egoísta muy egocéntrico yo no puedo no actually it's it's the opposite the opposite mm -hmm. if you take care of yourself I started becoming a better mom now when I pick up my kids from school I um I don't Instagram, I don't take calls, I don't schedule um, any pickups or drop-offs of my company, I don't. I did scale a lot of the things I was doing for my business down. Um, I, I rely on other outsourcing things that I, you know, control freaks. We like to do it, everything perfect, and we don't let anybody do it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's not going to help you grow. Yeah. If you're a control freak and you want to do it all yourself, then then you can't grow. You can't grow a business. You can't grow as a person. You you just can't grow. You have to be able to rely and um, take care of yourself. It's a big one. If you take care of yourself, your health, how you eat, how you sleep, um, exercising. Even though if many of us uh, think that it's a very, como se llama, banal way of looking at life, it's not. It's, it's, we have bodies, we need to take care of them. Mm -hmm. and, and the way to have more energy and dedicate, have energy for the long run. Because you don't want to be a great mother today, you want to be a great mother today and late, later on in life too. Or abuelita, or look, yeah. you know? Y, y suena como que en, en esas situaciones donde tú eh, hallaste tu poder, a donde tú tuviste que pasar por el tiempo que estabas estirada en tu, en tu couch, ¿verdad? Sí. para poder llegar al punto donde aceptaste, ok, es en serio lo que me están diciendo, yo soy la que me lo estoy negando sí. y aceptar que ahí había un poder ahí había una magia de, dentro de ti que, que no solo porque lo que te estaban diciendo no te gustaba, quería decir que tú eras eso, era como una señal para que hicieras un pivot para que hicieras un cambio Total, y me, tú lo hiciste me paró y el hecho de que me haya parado frenado eh, me hizo darme cuenta que, que todo lo que yo pensaba que dependía de mí únicamente en realidad no hay un momento en, en las compañías en donde cuando uno las empieza obviamente tienes que poner más tiempo de ti que nada así es todo en la vida pero una vez que tienes una compañía rodando y que más o menos entiendes la dinámica de las operaciones y todo, tienes que poder eh, 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 manejar tu tiempo mejor 
Yeah, delegate. Delegate the tasks. Sí, y al, y al mismo tiempo tienes, no, no puedes burn yourself out yeah. to the point where you set yourself this goal so high up. ¿Me entiendes? Yeah. A lo que voy es más que todo que, que tú hallaste tu poder en dejar ir el control. Correcto. Eh, allí. Y, y pensar que no todo dependía de mí. Yeah. Porque en verdad no. Muchas, yeah. sí, ten, yo creo que tenemos definitivamente, hay una combinación entre free will y destiny. Obvio, tenemos que echarle. Obvio, tenemos que salir out there. Nadie me va a hacer mi podcast por mí. Nadie me va a encontrar a las personas que entrevistar. Soy yo. Es mi voz. Es, es lo que yo estoy esperando dar con mi podcast. Y obviamente es mi iniciativa. Pero tenemos que poder confiar en el proceso de la vida. Y let go. Yeah. Let go. Porque la lección más grande es uno eso. empieza a caminar y uno tiene que saber que no está en nuestro control a dónde vamos a llegar. Ni Dios lo, hay gente que se enferma de cáncer en la mitad del camino o se muere de un infarto en la mitad del camino como quieras que te recuerden que vida o sea de, no el mundo no te va a esperar y te va a mandar el, el, el la exit strategy when you want it uh -huh. me entiendes de esta vida we are all gonna die at one point if your exit um, comes in earlier would you wanna be Uh, remember as you were living in the last three years yeah. you know well, don't live for the future live for today because you never know mm -hmm. when it's gonna come you know so every every year if you're not así, eso fue lo que me ayudó a mí pensar si me muero mañana que van a recordar mi familia mis hijos mis amigos quien era yo esta persona amargada, estresada, mi mamá, ay pobrecita, mi hija, los últimos años casi no comía, no respiraba, no esto, era una businesswoman, eso es lo que quiero que recuerden, yeah. ese es mi legacy, no, para mí no era, uh -huh. entonces, hoy en día vivo mi vida como si me voy a morir mañana, pretty much, uh -huh. quiero, si mañana se me, Dios me, la, me manda el stop, ok, I feel happy with what I did, ¿me entiendes? O por lo menos con lo que estoy haciendo hoy, con lo que estoy, y dejé de, de dejar para después, porque uno pospone, you ten, we tend to postpone, mm -hmm. you know, when I get the million dollar revenue, then I'll sell this company, and then I'll go into my acting passion, and then I'll have time, no, just do it now, do it now, you can do it now, it's, it's a lot, but you just have to learn to let go, and balance out your life. Yeah. It's a hard, it's, it it's not easy, as easy as, as it sounds, but one of the things that really help is connecting with other women that are doing the same thing you're doing or that want to do the same thing you're accomplishing. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Secure Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed hearing from Orit Cohen and that you took a little something from her story. I know I did. I, I think that what she talked about is something that we all go through at some point or another. If you haven't, then good for you, you know, but if you have, just know that there's more people out there who could have or might be right now going through that similar disconnect and wanting more and then over extending themselves or ourselves I mean I do it all the time and then I come back to alignment and then I try again it's just a part of life and 
I love that Orit felt called to share with us and that she did so openly. Now, I want to let you guys know that we are actually going to be putting on an event together. This event will be held October 13th. And the whole point and the reason why we thought about this was in celebration and, you know, maintenance of Latinx Heritage Month. I think that it's important to say that I believe that we celebrate every day through our testimonies and the way that we live our lives and how we express ourselves as Latinx communities within this country and all over the world, wherever you are. But, you know, it is Latinx month, quote unquote. So Orita and I were recording this podcast and we realized we hadn't really participated in anything to celebrate. So we thought we would put something together to do just that. And we came up with this idea of putting on an event that we are calling Women Pivot. And this event is to highlight Latinx women who are actively pursuing a changing career or have done it already. Whether it be entrepreneurship or you just switch career paths, switch directions, and that's where the pivot comes in. I think that this has been such a huge topic that I've been listening to on other platforms from other people and I want to touch on it and I'm just glad that Ori felt aligned with that as well and because her podcast is about immigrants uh, specifically female immigrants in entrepreneurship in business this is something that we see come up especially in entrepreneurship and even in careers that don't involve you being independently employed I've been through this. I've had to pivot in my life after I graduated college and I was working for a couple of attorneys and then realized that I actually didn't want to go to law school and that at some point that was my goal and I had to pivot. I pivoted right into ABA, which is where I am now, but I can definitely feel a pivot coming up again. And especially because I'm coming up on the end of my master's program, uh, trying to figure out why I even wanted this master's, you know? Is it really because I wanna start my own practice or is there something else that I wanna do with that master's? And that's where I'm at right now. So this topic hits really close to home and I, I have a feeling that if I'm out here having these thoughts and going through these changes, I'm pretty sure a lot of you out there might be going through the same thing. So why not talk about it? Why not get together and network and connect and see what comes out of it? Because at the end of the day, pivoting is scary. It's scary to leave a field that you're used to being in. It's scary to jump into something that you have no experience in. But now is the time to do that. Now is the time where we are awakening to to being able to create our own fields and our own careers and pave our own path. You know, we're not living by quote-unquote American dream was years ago that's changed it's evolved and so are we this is the time where all these changes are possible so I think that this is a topic that's extremely important to have out loud with friends with strangers pivoting requires that you connect to new people that you unveil new opportunities that otherwise might not have been there because you're looking to change you're looking to move so you're not going to find that in the same place where you've been moving 
or else you wouldn't be trying to pivot. So I hope that that resonates with you all. And if you are interested, check out our Instagrams. You can find Norit at Amigas in Business and you can find me at Secure Podcast. We're we should have already posted our announcement of the event by now so you can find all the details on either one of our instagram profiles and of course the link will be in the bio to get your tickets if this is something that you align with please share it with your friends let's get some people in here and let's get this conversation started we're going to be having with us a couple of really awesome women we are going to have Jennifer Diaz, which is a co-creator of the Nomad Project. We are going to have Vanessa Escobar, which is a CEO of Excellent Nutrition. And we're going to have Liliana Interiano, the self-made hairstylist who now owns her salon out in Beverly Hills. Lacey Conine, an intuitive life coach and the creator of the Witch Walk in Santa Ana, as well as Hype Priestess and is co-creator of a podcast called The Brew Witchcast, which is hilarious, by the way. So these amazing women are going to be sharing with us some of their top tips and lessons when they made pivots into their new careers, into entrepreneurship, and what are some things that they find now in retrospect valuable and had they known it in the past it might have altered their um, journey if this is something you're aligned with please 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 share our posts share our posts share our posts let's get some people out here let's get this conversation going you can find all of the information on our post on either orits or my own and thank you again for joining us today I hope that we were able to leave a little more secure in your space and a lot less silence in your hearts. Until next time, babes. If we share, we not only empower ourselves, but we find the help we need in others.